G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. There's some disturbing news coming out of northwest China, sending a chill down the spine of people all too aware of what leads to human rights abuses. Many leaders are shaking their heads, wondering why there's not more outrage over what appears to be a developing human rights crisis. It's reported an estimated more than 1.5 million Uyghurs in East Turkestan, Xinjiang province, have been rounded up by Chinese Communist Party officials into re-education, detention and concentration camps. Now, the Uyghurs are an ethnic minority in China. and They've attracted the attention of the Jewish community in Australia, who are advocating for the detainees. Dr. David Adler leads the Australian Jewish Association. He's joining us. Uh, David Adler, welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much, Neil, and that's a very good summary introduction. David, are the Jewish people an unlikely ally to the Uyghur people, given that they've got an Islamic flavour to who they are? What are your thoughts here? Um, Neil, we're not opposed to Islam per se. We're opposed to Islamic extremism and terrorism. Uh, As you'd be aware, uh, very recently, Israel has entered into a number of peace agreements with uh, Muslim states called the Abraham Accords, uh, including the UAE, Bahrain and Sudan. So if people extend a hand of friendship, we will very happily return it. Um, The Uyghurs have not caused any problem to the Jewish community and we see a, a severely persecuted people. There is a an ethno-national religious persecution on a grand scale. Uh, some horrific reports are coming out of East Turkestan and the Xinjiang province. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to draw comparisons with the Holocaust, of course. Um, but given the history of the Jewish people, we recognise some similar elements. And I feel that we have uh, a strong moral imperative to call out such prosecution. Uh, such persecution. Um, I mean, some of the things that we've heard, uh, you know, forced labour, um, bordering on slavery, uh, removal of people from their families into these re-education or detention camps, uh, possibly forced sterilisation, uh, you know, quite quite horrific reports. And uh, they have been identified by aerial photographs as many as 380 sites where these people are being detained. Uh, And there's there's a silence. There's a principle coming out of the Holocaust, I'm sure you've heard, uh, called never again. Uh, The never again principle doesn't just apply to the Jewish people, it applies to uh, any vulnerable minority that are persecuted, and we see that in the Uyghurs. 
I think that the Christian community would stand very strongly alongside you and say, never again. David, just to be clear, though, here, I mean, this is so serious. Uh, Just uh, taking a sober moment here, because there seems to be a growing consensus that the Chinese Uyghurs are in fact facing a genocide. Is that the sort of report that you hear? Well, we're not hearing mass murders. It's not um, like there are gas chambers and crematoriums and uh, and such. But there's more uh, an oppressive uh, industrial scale effort to eliminate the culture and freedoms of the Uyghur people uh, and a forced assimilation into the Chinese communist regime. So we've seen videos of kids, Uyghur kids, uh, chanting their love for China, chanting their love for the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, but, you know, there are, it's hard to get accurate information out of China, which is why our event this Wednesday evening uh, we have as a guest a representative of the Australian Uyghur community and uh, to discuss it firsthand. One of the most shocking things that's come out uh, is that, uh, shocking evidence, is that a shipment of 13 tonnes of human hair was intercepted in the US. Now, human hair is a product which has some value, obviously, for wigs and hair extensions and those sort of things. And you just imagine how many people had their heads shaved in order to produce 13 tonnes of hair. It must be many hundreds of thousands. Uh, and I've seen images on the, uh, on the internet of being able to purchase human hair from the Zhejiang uh, province, uh, allegedly from Uyghurs. Uh, so there is something very serious going on. And David, would we say that the evidence for that is photographic evidence, uh, having seen Uyghurs uh, with their heads shaven? Is that the evidence? What's what's uh, evidence is that the huge shipment of hair. We have seen uh, pictures from uh, you know from the exercise yards or in the uh, detention camps, and we've heard. Uh, testimony from individuals who have escaped. Uh, Some of them have uh, got into Turkey and um, uh, have been interviewed. Uh, So there is some first-hand testimony as to what occurs in these detention camps available as well. David, why is it you think much of the world is silent about this unfolding potential a dreadful atrocity. Look, that's that is, as they say, the sixty-four thousand dollar question, um, and I've asked that. And particularly, you would have thought that the Muslim countries would be uh, outraged. I mean, if you were to draw a cartoon of Muhammad, um, there would be outrage in the Muslim world. We've seen that, but one and a half million of their brethren. Uh, put into detention camps, and you can hear a pin drop. Uh, And the only answer I I get when I've asked that question, Neil, 
is that it's simply the overwhelming economic and military power of uh, China in the region that uh, they are so dependent on uh, arms and on uh, uh, building infrastructure and other uh, economic relationships um, with China that they are uh, uh, silent. They're um, uh, either intimidated or they've put... um, Uh, financial issues ahead of the uh, welfare of their brethren. So people become reliant on Chinese money and therefore are likely to be reluctant to speak out and uh, this wouldn't be the only case of human rights abuses and this seems to be a pattern. What does it take, David, for a repression of a people to be called a crime against humanity? Is there an international standard? I mean, we have the story of the Jews and the Holocaust. What does it take for for someone to say this is a crime against humanity? Look, there's no doubt it meets the criteria. Um, There is a Geneva Declaration of Human Rights, um, which... uh, most, but not all, countries in the world have signed on, signed on to. And one of the fundamental rights, for example, is religious freedom. So, uh, I mean, that has to be exercised peacefully, obviously. But uh, religious freedom is a human right. And if you deny people um, their religious freedom, which is what is happening to the Uyghurs at the moment, then that is, by definition, a crime against humanity. Uh, detaining people en masse for the same reason is a crime against humanity. So this um, has crossed a number of those thresholds. I imagine that getting the word out, talking about the issue openly, discussing it uh, from all different dimensions, all different angles, is going to be a helpful thing. And so a valuable conversation that we're able to have today But, of course, we would all ask what it takes to get the world to respond, and these sorts of things have to filter through to our state, our national and global leaders. And until they are taking it seriously, perhaps nothing will happen. What are your thoughts here? Well, China has become so big and powerful that perhaps they're unresponsive and don't care. I mean, it would require uh, the biggest blocks in the world, uh, the European Union... Uh, the United States uh, and the OIC, the Organisation of Islamic Cooperation, which has 56 member states to uh, to act in lockstep. But, you know, we're going to do our small part, which is to, um, you know, try to shed a light on it to the best that we can. And, um, you know, every every small part helps. David, you're leading the Australian Jewish Association. You have a special guest in Australia who's addressing this very issue. Uh, Give us some insight here into your guest. Well, she is Australian now. Um, She's uh, actually based in Adelaide. Her name is Ramila Hanisef. She's the president of the Australian Uyghur Tangritach Women's Association. So she's the, the women's spokesman uh, within the Australian Uyghur community. We have a, uh, a relatively small Uyghur community in Australia, but uh, at least they enjoy a uh, freedom of speech, which is not available in, in all countries. 
Um, she's um, quite courageous uh, because speaking out about it uh, has some risks to uh, family and friends uh, back in China and uh, it probably means she can never return to her homeland. And you have a special online engagement that listeners to our conversation today could join into. Yes, uh, it's an event on Zoom uh, and you I can either give you the link or they can find it on the Australian Jewish Association Facebook page. Um, you just got to scroll down and uh, have a look at our events and its current event on the AJA Facebook page. And uh, yeah, if, if you've got listeners that are interested in logging in, there's no charge, there's no password. You can uh, just join. It's eight o'clock uh, Sydney, Melbourne time uh, on Wednesday evening. Okay, so the Australian Jewish Association Facebook page, it's on 8 o'clock tomorrow night and you'll be able to access that particular important presentation. And let me say too, uh, the website for the Australian Jewish Association is jewishassociation.org.au. That's jewishassociation.org.au. Such an important issue. And Dr. David Adler leads the Australian Jewish Association. Check their Facebook page for the times where you can participate in that presentation. David Adler, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Keep well. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.